This video is brought to you by Incogni. Today, Sweden joins NATO, Belarus holds parliamentary elections, and Bolsonaro supporters descend on Sao Paulo. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 26th of February 2024. The Hungarian parliament voted today to approve Sweden's accession into NATO, removing the final barrier to Sweden's entry into the military alliance after more than 18 months of delays. Both Sweden and Finland reversed their historic positions of neutrality and applied to join NATO after Russia invaded Ukraine in 2022. But while Finland's entry was fairly smooth sailing, Sweden came up against hurdle after hurdle, with Turkey and Hungary proving to be particularly difficult. As NATO accession requires unanimous consent by all alliance members, this means that one country's opposition can hold up the entire process. Hungary became the final holdout among the 31 member states, after Turkey eventually approved Sweden's application last year, following Sweden's tightening of anti-terror laws, relaxing of arms export rules, and the United States approving the sale of F-16 fighter jets to Turkey. The reason for Hungary's opposition to Swedish NATO membership appeared to be less clear, something that exasperated other members of the alliance like the United States. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban was unhappy at the Swedish government's criticism of democratic backsliding in Hungary, and he had invited his Swedish counterpart, Ulf Christensen, to visit Budapest so the pair could discuss Hungary's remaining concerns over Sweden's NATO bid. Eventually, Christensen took him up on the offer and visited Hungary on Friday last week, where he and Orban held a joint press conference that demonstrated Orban was ready to give the green light to Sweden's accession even going as far as to say, we are ready to fight for each other, to give our lives for each other. So what has Orban got out of all this stalling? Well, besides it boosting his political importance on the world stage, it was also announced following their meeting that Sweden would sell Hungary four more Gripen fighter jets, as well as extend their service contract for Hungary's existing fleet of the Swedish-made aircraft. So, with the Hungarian parliament finally approving Sweden's accession, it will now be up to the Hungarian president to give their signature. Though there might be some complication here, as Hungary's president offered her resignation a few weeks ago. So, parliament needs to approve Orban's pick for her replacement. We did a video on this recently on TLDR EU, so check this out. Anyway, after the presidential signature, Sweden can deliver its instrument of accession to Washington DC, upon which Sweden will immediately become NATO's 32nd member. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Last week, voters in Belarus cast their ballots in the first vote since the controversial 2020 presidential election, which gave incumbent President Lukashenko his sixth term in office. Now, it's worth noting that these elections are just for local councils and parliament, not for the presidency. However, they could still be seen as a test of how ironclad Lukashenko's grip on power is. Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, the Belarusian opposition leader who opposed Lukashenko in the 2020 presidential election and is now in exile in Lithuania, urged voters to boycott the election, saying there are no people on the ballot who would offer real changes because the regime only has allowed puppets convenient for it to take part. Only four parties stood in last week's election. Belarus, the Communist Party, the Liberal Democratic Party, and the Party of Labour and Justice. All of these parties support Lukashenko's policies. 
Election officials have reported that around 40% of voters cast their ballots in early voting, taking place from Tuesday to Saturday. We'll update you on the result of the election when it happens. Yesterday, three-quarters of a million supporters of Jair Bolsonaro, the far-right former president of Brazil, rallied in Sao Paulo. Bolsonaro, the most influential figurehead of the Brazilian right, was president of Brazil from 2019 to 2022. He's since been embroiled in lawsuits, dozens of federal investigations, and accused of helping stage a coup, termed as Brazil's January the 6th, once he failed to secure a second term in 2022. After the riots, three of his allies were arrested, accused of spreading doubt about the electoral system. The police also alleged that Bolsonaro tried to plot a coup d'etat with the support of, and even pressuring, military personnel, and plotting to jail a Supreme Court justice. Last June, Bolsonaro was banned from standing for political office until 2030, and his passport was seized earlier this month. So yesterday was the first major conservative rally since Bolsonaro left office. Dozens of conservative congressmen and governors also attended, demonstrating Bolsonaro's continued grip on the Brazilian right. The leader of Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva's government in the lower house downplayed the number of attendees. At the rally, Bolsonaro told the crowd that the coup allegations were a politically motivated lie and called for amnesty for his convicted supporters. Bolsonaro also wanted to flex his mass political support amid the risk of being imprisoned. Israeli flags were also waved in rejection of Lula's recent remarks, comparing Israel's offensive in Gaza to the Holocaust. An active duty member of the US Air Force has died after setting himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. The airman, who has been identified as 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell, called it an extreme act of protest at the US's involvement in the Gaza war, saying he would no longer be complicit in genocide. Live-streaming the incident on Twitch, the man could be seen screaming Free Palestine before collapsing in flames. He added, Compared to what people have been experiencing in Palestine at the hands of their colonisers, it's not extreme at all. This is what our ruling class has decided will be normal. He was immediately rushed to hospital but succumbed to his injuries. The incident happened as Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is seeking US approval for a ground invasion of the Gazan city of Rafa, while a temporary ceasefire is being negotiated. It also follows a similar protest in December, when a person self-immolated outside the Israeli consulate in Atlanta. Finally today, we end with a clip from Jack's interview with Miriana Spoljaric-Egger, president of the International Committee of the Red Cross. And when a lot of people think about the Red Cross, they might immediately think of the assistance and aid given during crises and in the aftermath of them. But obviously a big part of your mission is around protection and prevention. I'd be interested to hear what you think of those elements of the role of the Red Cross and also how you balance that against Mm -hmm. the assistance efforts. Assistance and protection work hand in hand. Mm. It's very difficult uh, to draw a clear line between the two. They're complementary and there's also an interface where they overlap. But we have very specific elements in our mandate, like the visiting of prisoners of war. Mm-hmm. This clearly is a role that you know doesn't necessarily require a lot of material, but a lot of expertise and independence so that we can visit prisoners of war Uh, ascertain their condition, 
talk with authorities to improve their conditions if that is necessary, etc., etc. Mm. Now we very often use that also to bring assistance to them, medical assistance, you know, clothes, books, whatever they need, also to alleviate um, the hardship. We also engage with states, with armed groups on, you know, respect of international humanitarian law, of what is required in a situation of conflict, what they need to do, what their obligations are to protect civilians and to make sure that the harm for them is reduced to a minimum. Mm -hmm. So there are many elements that require, you know, our engagement as representatives for the ICSC, but we often link that also to the provision of essential services that again increase the protection element of our work because if people have access to safety and security, if people have access to water then, if people have access to better food or to adequate levels of food, overall their humanitarian situation improves and the pressure on them is alleviated. If you want to watch this full interview or any of our others from MSC, then the link is in the description below. Clearly, the current state of the world is plagued by uncertainty and risk. And while you've been watching in this video, your personal information may have been sold or published online without you even knowing about it. Even while recording videos, we're constantly interrupted by robocalls. And if you're wondering why you've been getting so many random numbers calling your phone, well, the answer is the malevolent workings of shady forces called data brokers. These data brokers can collect and sell your personal information to anyone, from a company to an online criminal. This data can include your name and aliases, social security number, login credentials, home address, location history, online activity, and more. Even if you're not fussed about a phone call here or there, one day it could be a little call, but the next day a huge loan taken out in your name. In fact, that exact thing happened to me a few years ago. So if you want to protect your data, Incogni is here to help. Incogni reaches out to data brokers on your behalf, requests your personal data removal, and deals with any objections from their side. Since many data brokers continue collecting your personal information even after they've removed it, Incogni also takes care that your data stays off the market by conducting repeated removal requests. So create an account with our link in the description, granting Cogni the ability to work on your behalf and sit back as they make you safer. Plus, if you use our link in the description, you'll get an exclusive 60% off an annual Incogni plan. Thanks for checking it out, and thanks to Incogni for sponsoring this video.